Hi, this is Jihan. Hi, this is Bailey. And today we're going to be starting a podcast series on the novel Lord of the Flies. This week we're doing chapters one to three. Alright, so the novel starts out with two boys, Ralph and Piggy, who meet on what seems to be a tropical jungle island. As they catch their sentences on what happened, they made their way to the beach and found a mysterious conch. Ralph then used it to call any other survivors on the island. They meet many other characters, some who are as young as six and as old as twelve. Now this conch created a sense of power and order among the group as it organized the meetings and gave the and gave the privilege of speaking to whoever was holding it. This is an example of subtlety in the novel, as we see there are many examples of subtlety and barbarism. Anyways, the survivors voted for a chief between Jack Nyweather and Ralph. Now Jack led a choir, who was always obedient to him no matter what. This was because he presented himself as an authoritarian figure, which caused the choir to fear him. And to his surprise, when he lost the vote, he transformed into a rebellious type who was always a thorn on Ralph's side. This is why we classify him into the villain archetype. After that, uh, Ralph, Jack, and Simon decide to go up a mountain to get a lay of the land and see if it's really an island or not. Piggy also wanted to come, but um, was denied. This was one piece of evidence on why we thought Piggy presented the loner or outcast archetype. This is especially because of his appearance and name. Now, as they climbed up the mountain, they discovered that they and the other survivors were the only ones on the island. There were no adults, just animals and creepers. Bailey, what do you suppose the word creeper means? I think that they're from the way that the boys described as it was the cables of a creeper in chapter one. Now, not just that, it also represents the sense of evil that lurks, lurks on the island as the boys lost their civility and re- have to resort to more barbaric actions as they become entangled in this evil. So, they, so finally they reached the top and encountered a big rock. Together they pushed it off and it was the first time the boys were united in the face of a struggle. It was the task that created friendship. They were lifted up, they were friends, chapter one. And after this, the boys reach the top of the mountain where they survey the island from above and Golding goes into this long description of the island from the top of the mountain, going from the spots of jungle and cliff, the discovery of a large coral reef, into the sea that surrounds the entire landmass, giving Ralph, Jack, and Simon the confirmation that they are, in fact, on an island and completely surrounded by endless sea. Now, through this entire description and through the views of the boys as they travel up the mountain, the color pink is brought up a lot to outline the features of the island. Bihan, why do you think this color is used so often? I think the frequent use of pink here is definitely a color archetype, like how the color green was used routinely earlier in in chapter one. The pink color archetype can represent many things, but in this situation, it constitutes a sense of togetherness as Ralph, Jack, and Simon realize that they're all stuck together here and will have to rely on each other heavily if they want to survive. Yeah, I agree. So chapter two begins back at the meeting where everyone's still chatting. It seems no one um, can really understand the severity of the situation and how, how they need to survive. It was then when Piggy broke the chatter with some detrimental news. Nobody knows we're here. Nobody knows we're here because we never got there, said Piggy. And there's this silence everywhere. And now um, now everyone's listening to Piggy, even if it's for a little while. That's true. Back in chapter one, Piggy spoke of the atom bomb and how everyone except them was dead. Didn't you hear what the pilot said about the atom bomb? They're all dead, said Piggy. Chapter one. Since this was written in 1950, Golding is probably referring to the nuclear tension between NATO and the Soviets 
In this alternate timeline, we can infer that war probably broke out. Anyway, eventually, because of the fear of being stuck on the island, the boys did not believe Piggy, so they ended up believing the lie that they're going to be saved. There's also the fear of snakes lurking in the jungle, as Little Voice had pointed out, and it seemed that the chaos about to endure, when Ralph finally convinced everybody there was nothing to be afraid of, um, but I tell you there isn't a beast, chapter two. This represents Ralph's ability to lead the group to survival and how this is an innate part of his personality. We will see many examples of this later in the novel. Finally, they decided that they should make a fire in order to signal that they were there. All the boys probably gathered firewood on top of the mountain without knowing how to actually start a fire. Yeah, they all looked at each other hesitantly, waiting for each other to start the fire. It was only then when they used Piggy's glasses in order to light it, and it was at this point where Piggy finally broke. He yelled for his glasses back, kept saying that the fire was never going to work because there wasn't any smoke. Then another person was about to interrupt him, and he told him to shut up as they did to him. This point is only proven when the fire starts to burn down the mountain. Fine. Yes, I agree. We all knew Piggy was more intelligent than the rest of the boys, and it was here that trait really shows. Anyway, chapter 3 starts off with Jack in the woods trying to hunt a pig. It's been a couple of days now, and the boys have had little luck in getting their hands on any meat. Yeah, although Jack seems to be very tough and feared, the truth is he can't, can't handle killing anything. Why do you suppose that is so, Vihan? Well, as we see in the novel, the blood is too unbearable for Jack to handle. This really diminishes his personality as a villain, and it makes him just a kid like everyone else, which seems to be something he fears as he was the leader of the choir and possibly sees himself as this flawless leader figure who's completely different and above everyone else. So by Jack having this fear of killing a living thing, it makes him seem more like a child like the others who are supposed to be under his command because he's different. And by making him the same, he doesn't seem to be this leader who can lead the others to improve and change into something other than they are now. Excellent point. So Jack doesn't end up catching this pig he was hunting. He actually ends up wounding it and scaring it away. He ends up getting very angry with himself and heading back to the beach where Ralph and some others have proceeded to start building some shelters, which they're having some trouble making. Jack finds Ralph and Simon there fixing one of the poorly... um, made shelters, where Jack gets an argument with Ralph on what is more essential, meat or shelter. Yeah, and they argue about it for quite some time, before this argument transitions into comments about how afraid everyone is, except especially the younger boys, who have all been terrified since the appearance of snakes and thought of not being rescued. Even though Ralph, Jack, and Simon talk mostly about how the younger kids are afraid, there seems to be this window into what these boys in particular are feeling in their own experiences with fear in the book so far. There's definitely that window that's sort of covering up for Ralph, Jack, and Simon's true feelings about being stuck on the island, especially with the mention of the beastie by Simon. The two older boys fin- flinched when they heard the shameful syllable. Snakes were not mentioned now, were not mentionable. Chapter 3. Anyways, eventually, Ralph notices that someone's put green branches on the, on the fire on the mountain, and he and Jack get excited and start to look for a ship as the green branches on the fire were a symbol that whoever was up there on watch had started the ship. And so they made their way down, uh, to the mountain where Jack starts pointing at the jungle and blabbering about something that Ralph doesn't quite understand because he thinks that J- Jack has spotted a ship. He's talking about the jungle below, not the sea. Yeah, and then uh, Jar- Ralph realizes that Jack's not talking about ships, but actually where the pigs on the island must be hiding since he's been so determined to kill one since he failed to kill one on his, Ralph, and Simon's expedition that led to the discovery of how to get them on. This illustrates Jack's desire to prove himself, since that desire to kill a pig started when he failed to kill one in the first place. 
Yeah, so chapter three ends with a few pages in the pers- in the perspective of Simon, who has wandered off into the forest to help the younger ones pick fruit off one of the abundant fruit trees. He then wanders very deep into the forest, where he seems to make this makeshift house out of trees, bushes, and creepers around him, where he's completely alone. All right, so that was it for our very first podcast. Stay tuned for next time.